everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. The combination of physics and ancient healing arts amplifies results dramatically. Transform your life and the lives of others. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to discover more on thriving while growing your healing or coaching business. Let's have a conversation about it right now. Scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. I'm so pleased to introduce you to Lara J. She works with clients worldwide who want to uplevel their life holistically while realizing deeper meaning. Laura helps CEOs, leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs find their strategic edge to lead their business and company to higher levels of success. I bet you you want that too, right? She guides them to clear their barriers to profound inner satisfaction and crystal clarity of their own purpose. Lara uses her unique process called Soul Transformational Blueprint and transmits healing codes through light language. She has various trainings in the healing arts and has been practicing for over 25 years. I can't wait to hear her story that she has recently written about. She's written more than enough, discover your limitless potential and live your bravest dream. I love that title. (laughs) And finding my happy and tells her story in a short story called God Spark. I can't wait to hear that story because it's always fascinating to find out how healers brave public scrutiny to plant their freak flag and do their amazing work. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Laura. I am so delighted to be having this conversation. Thank you, Anastasia. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's like um, every time I connect with with souls like you, it just, it lights my day up for the rest of the day. Same here. (laughs) And I'm sure that people listening are also getting lit up from from all this, all the sparks flying. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So Laura, can you share with us the journey that brought you to where you are now? This, this thing that you called God spark in your intro. Well, you know, for me, um, what I do is so personal and unfortunately it uh it started um because of something sad but to but looking from the the outside looking in i had this picture perfect life it's one of those lives on facebook that everybody's jealous of and i had a wonderful husband and two great kids a successful marketing company fabulous vacations beautiful house you know all of it pillar of the community but on the inside i was just I was dying. I was, uh, I had a very deep, it was in a very deep depression, which nobody knew about. I was going through a major health crisis again, which very few people knew about. Couldn't really find what was wrong. Um, So I just kind of thought it was in my head. I just wasn't sure why I couldn't get off the couch, but it was also the end of my 25 year marriage. I was with him for 28 years. Um, Massive self-hatred, you know, um, I hated myself. I was mad what, what I was going through. I didn't understand. At the same time, I was becoming an empty nester. I was losing my babies. Uh, and being a mom was like the greatest thing on earth to me. And just a lot of frustration. Um, and I, you know, as a pillar of the community, uh, CEO of my own company, I, I didn't have anywhere to go. I, and I had keys to the church and taught all the Bible studies. And, but nobody could help me. Nobody seemed to be able to help me. And all I could do was sit on my couch and cry. And so eventually I started to write as a way to heal. And 
meditating. And that's where a lot of all of this stuff started coming out. And I realized, you know, I'd be able, I was able to create the person that I needed all along that I needed, that I was looking for, for help. So that now when other people need it, they, when they just can't handle, when men and women leaders can't handle the stress of life and they're stuck and they're frustrated before they lose their health, before they lose their marriages, I hope they come to us, you know, so that, so that we can help. Yeah. So that's that I call that like the gilded cage syndrome, right? You're in the gilded cage and you feel trapped, even though you have beautiful surroundings and you have all the trappings, but you're still feeling really stuck. That was me too. I was that you just described my life. So many of us, we put ourselves in this box and it looks beautiful on the outside. Mm -hmm. They even Mm -hmm. have palm trees in a pool, but, but on the inside, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter we starts with with you know ourselves and inside right and and basically the you know when people would say well get in touch with your feelings i'd look and i'm going like where what's that (laughs) yeah we were numb right we were numb and yeah you asked me about my god spark and so as i would sit on the couch and cry i would each day was a little different but for the most part i would ask myself, why, why am I even here? You know, I don't understand what's happening, God. I just, I'm confused. So I, I started to focus on the one thing on my body that wanted to be here. Now it took me a while to find it. So I would like, kind of like, okay, what actually wants to be here? Because everything else seems to be shutting down. I was starting to have a lot of surgeries. Uh, things wow. were not, things were not working. So I was, like I said, sick, very depressed. So, so finally I kind of like, leveled in on, okay, my stomach area, my solar plexus area, and I would put my hands on it and kind of close my eyes and meditate on it. And I saw like this, just tiny little spark, like you're just lighting a, lighting a match. And that's all I had. Like, like my life force was dwindling very quickly. Mm -hmm. And all I did was focus on that. I knew what we focus on expands. And so I would focus on it Mm -hmm. and kind of see what, if I could get it to wake up, if I could get it to grow. And, and eventually I did. Yeah. (laughs) For a long long time. (laughs) My imagery was a well. I was in the bottom of a deep well and I could see the light up there and I just kept focusing on the light. Right. But we had something to go for. Right. Right. It's just like that little that, you know, 15 watt light bulb. That's all we needed to go after. That's all we needed. Right. It's it's just like so, so exactly. And I've heard this story over and over in different formats. Right. Exactly this. Like, you know, whether somebody got cancer, I had tumors. I mean, other people and I was sick more than I was. I was in bed more than I was up after being super healthy, right? Mm -hmm. After being super healthy my whole life. And I was like going, I'm doing all the right things. Like, why am I here? (laughs) Right. What's happening? I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand. I felt like God had put a seatbelt on me and said, you sit here and stare out the window. And it was the polar vortex. And at the time I was living in Indiana, uh, where I lived most of my life. And I'd, I would just sit there and watch the snow come down, like the children uh, in the Cat in the Hat comes back, that book. I mean, that is what I did all day long because I couldn't, I, I didn't have strength to do anything else. And most of my friends didn't even know what I was going through at the time. Yeah, they, they well, they can't yeah. understand because they, they think you've got everything that you could possibly ever wish for. Right. Right. And, and, and then I was feeling guilty. Then we feel guilty. How dare I, you know, not be grateful. And I was grateful for what I had, 
even with what I, you know, was going through, but it, it's still very painful. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, our bottom is different than somebody else's bottom, yes. right? We didn't have, we don't have to end up in the poor house and homeless and, you know, being right. dragged from hospital room to hospital room. We just, everybody's bottom is different. And mm, so, I like our, that. Yes. right. Cause yeah. our bottom was like enough already. Right. You know, fuck stops here. Cause for me, my history was both my grandmothers were sick. My mother was sick. And I'm going, the buck stops here. Right. Not going on. We are not passing this on to future generations. No. Because there's this epigenetic thing going on. And so we need to stop it and heal it, right? Same here. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So so what's your process? What what exactly do you do from taking someone in and helping them? Like, you know, somebody complains about something. What is it that they complain about that you that you Yeah, you know, I hear a lot of stress, I'm having trouble balancing all the balls of life, you know. Um, I don't I hear over and over, I don't know my next step. I don't Mm -hmm. know where to go next. I hear those words. Um you know, I hear that I'm just not satisfied anymore. And I think that as the world, as we grow up, become more and more conscious, we're not going to be satisfied with status quo, with what's happening at work, at home. We are not going to be satisfied. And that was kind of what, where, where my divorce started. I asked for it because I was just not getting out of it a meaningful relationship. And I needed, and he was working 70 hours a week and I was working a lot and not sleeping. And, and, and really that's why my heart is so for these, the CEOs and the leaders and, and, and those, uh, those of us who, uh, many, and many of us who, who are going to work every day and doing these jobs. And, and part of it is the corporations are putting the pressure on them to, to be there, you know, to be there six, seven days a week and put in those hours. And the other part is we put the pressure on ourselves. And so, you know, the buck has to stop somewhere again. And we need to start standing up and going, you know what, again, these tech companies have all these pretty little gadgets and, you know, we're going to serve you meals and do all these fun things. But I'll tell you what, uh, my son worked for a video game company, not the one he's with right now in Miami. And I had to fly down and get him out of the hospital because for two months they were working him seven days a week. Now this is not life or death. This is a video game. And, and the boss said, Hey, take as much time as you need, but nothing's going to change when he comes back. And it sure didn't. And my son had to make a decision to leave for his health, for his strength, for his sanity. And so they're, so their premise is live to work. Exactly. Work to live. Right. right. But and we get caught in that, you know, we got to have the money we got it. And then, you know, but then we realize we got it all and we have all our stuff and we're still so depleted. Now mm-hmm. it's draining energy. Now it's draining energy from us. And I heard a lady tell me the other day, she's like, I sold my big house. I sold my golf cart. And she started naming all these things. She goes, I just, after a divorce, she started selling stuff. Not that she had to, she wanted to let go of some responsibility and let go of the stuff and, you know, the energy of it because it was weighing her down. Mm-hmm. And we think we get all that and it's going to make us feel better. It doesn't. No. And I've, I've found that when I just release things, I just, yeah. you know, 
because everything is temporary. You eat food all the time and you, you just use it and let it go. So why not your stuff? Right. Right. I love that. Mm -hmm. Right. So if anything for me, if I have holes in any of my clothes, if there's stains or anything, they have to go. They have to go. Right. It's just honoring your body to put them on you. It's the same thing with food. Food has to be healthy and have a lot of vitality in it. If it's a little old, just let it go. Just let it go. It's okay. And, And not feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. like I said, everything's temporary. We put gas in the car and we go, right? right. And it gets it burned up. <laughs> it, does, it does. It gets burned up. It gets burned up. <laughs> right? As we get burned up. I, and I, I'm not sure if I answered your question about what my process is. So I start with that. So I start with, so they come in and of course we do, you know, lots of talking and, see, and really dive deep into what it is like, like you do, what it is that's really there. But my, one of my goals, and I know this is yours too, is to teach them to do this for themselves. And what I want people to do and leaders to do as well, not just at work, but at home as well, is to learn a holistic way of taking care of themselves. So, so often we, we go in every day to work and we try to leave our work at home. Uh, I mean, our, our selves at home, our, our, personal life at home. Well, we're one person, you know, there used to always be that we have to keep everything divided. Okay. Work is work. Personal is personal. And, and yes, there's, there's place and time for all of that, but we are one spirit and we are a spirit in this body that needs taken care of. And so what I, my five main areas that I teach on and teach teach my clients are to work with their mind, which is all the mind chatter and all the stuff that comes in. Of course, the body, you know, the, all the physical things we need to learn how to be grounded. We need, like we talked about eat healthy exercise. We talk about our physical environment stuff, like we were just mentioning. And of course our spirit, that's who we are, our spirit. And then the other two areas, emotions and energy, which a lot of people don't talk about. And I, for years, thought, okay, well, I thought we were just a, a mind, body, spirit. I'd for, I, I didn't really know for years until I started studying about emotions and energy and how that affected me. I didn't understand why, as a sensitive, empathetic soul, I would go to the grocery store in line and be fine and come out crying. And it was, you know, what everyone else was um, I would pick up on what everybody else around me was, was thinking and feeling, and it's still very difficult for me, but now I have tools. Um, Well, it's even, it's even a little more insidious than that is that they can feel us. Yes. And then they, they, they cord to us, they send a cord out and they draw our energy out and we let them. We, and let, we them let them and we because let them. we're generous with ourselves, right? Right. right. You wouldn't be a healer if you weren't generous, and, mm-hmm. right? So you yeah. go somewhere, and I've I've had people say, you know, I was walking along the beach, and I encountered this gentleman, and we passed a few words, and then after I walked away, I felt like I couldn't take another step, right? And that was exactly. that that momentary thing, you know, he saw your energy, he glommed onto you, he sucked it out. And if you know a couple of really simple techniques to, to, you know, create the divide and give him back his energy and reclaim yours, as soon as you do that, boom, you're, you're back to normal again, you're back to your vibrant Absolutely. self, right? But before, before we knew that, though, what it, every day I would go and I'd be like, oh, 
you know what I didn't understand what was happening and Mm -hmm. then I would teach go and teach things and I would come home and have 20 people's energy on me and Mm -hmm. I ran a mom's group and did some other things and I I didn't understand what was happening until I started writing and uh, meditating and um, things started things started to come out and clear and I'm like oh my gosh I can actually feel amazing yes exactly I call it energy hygiene right yeah it is you brush your teeth you wash your hair you take a shower and you know clean off your energy so I go through a routine every morning and in the evening before I go to bed and in the middle when I'm dealing with clients and people and students and stuff I just keep myself as clean as possible beautiful beautiful right and then there's there's a new way of doing it because the old way, like Reiki, for example, yes. you know Reiki, I'm a Reiki mm-hmm. master too, mm-hmm. is that we channel the energy through us. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. The new way is to channel it directly into them. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Right? So, so you don't have any temptation to give them some of your own light. Yeah, we don't have to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. As I as I work, when I work on people, I'm just kind of using my hands and pulling pulling stuff off of them. But the you know, for me, I when it's a client, obviously I have permission. But when it's somebody who's just coming by, and and people don't do this consciously. Most of no, you know, no, right? it's completely no. unintentional. It is, it is. completely subconscious. Yeah. They go, Ooh, I want what she's having. Yeah. Yeah. It's right? this light and they're like, Ooh, I want that. Or I want that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going, Ooh, I want to know that person. Ooh, I want to have a chat with them. And I want to, you know, like, you know, rub up against that and, you know, get something from it. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that they can get it for themselves. <laughs> I love that. And that's the key. We teach them. We teach them how to do it themselves. Exactly. Absolutely. So, so um, what's one of the largest yet hidden challenges a leader faces right now? Yeah. And, and I mentioned it briefly and it's when they, their employees come into work and they kind of ignore the spirit part, the spirit part and, and helping them be a whole holistic being, you know, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, money and work at work, which, which makes sense. The problem is they can't leave their spirit at home. So then it's what and how are they going to have time? I had, a, I had a gentleman tell me yesterday that he went into um, work when he was 40. This was about 15 years ago. And, and he knew, he asked them, he said, look, I, I just need some more me time. I need some more me time to grow. And uh, I just need to cut down to four days a week. And they, and they said, no. And so he walked good for him, but that we just need a little bit more. We need more time for us to, especially the older we get, I'm finding we need more time to process things and we're going to be more productive are, you know, we're going to be able to have better communication, better relationships. If we're not stressed, you know, the things that if we had could take time and go meditate and, and naps and, you know, all well, of this right so yeah. so to to picture it so physically as you get older you need to spend you know you need to, to be more cautious yes you know, eat better foods make sure you get your exercise like you know when you get over 60 for example i'm in my mid um, I'm going to be 66 next month, right? So, so you get you get to this age, and you know if you make one bad mistake, that could be all she wrote. 
right? Right, right. We're not as resilient as we used to. No. So you're right. We need to spend more time, more time processing, more time being mindful of what our actions are, being, you know, being better caretakers of all our relationships, you know, thinking about what's satisfying in your career, you know, expressing your creativity, all those things. And, you know, really being in touch with your own spirituality, right? So, you know, there's eight factors, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And And a lot of companies are fine, are realizing this and they're letting people work from home more, which Mm -hmm. helps give a more relaxed vibe or they're bringing in yoga or mindfulness classes, even, you know, massage, you know, yeah, several of- companies, Aetna, mm-hmm. Google, you know, there's all these companies that are bringing in, uh, you know, the morning meditation. Yes. Five, mm-hmm. 10 minutes, and it changes mm-hmm. their productivity. It changes, it brings yes. in, you know, an extra $5,000 per employee, bottom line, in terms of profit. And they're finding that, right? Mm-hmm. And they now that they have the, the proof of that, they're willing to do it. So mm-hmm. we need more and more companies to follow, to follow that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I always say, if it's in one cell, it's in all your cells, right? 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 You know, you can't just go to, let's say, an endocrinologist because they only look at, you know, whether you're diabetic or or hypothyroid or hyperthyroid. That's all they look at, right? Yeah. But but why did it get there? What, what, what's, what's the, the root? Mm-hmm. What's the root? Like, is there some other reason for it going there? Yeah. And uh, what, what behavior has got you there? And what's your thinking that got you there? And, you know, what do you eat? What, you know, what, what's your daily habits? What toxins are you being around? What toxic people are you being around? And all those questions will lead you to you know, so if it's in one cell, it's in all of them. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> right. Well, and, and you, I love that you mentioned epigenetics um, and the, our environments and mm-hmm. it, it is, it's, it is very important and it's a new science that I think a, uh, more and more people are learning about, but uh, you always hear that we're our five closest people that we hang out with. Uh, right. Well, so, so I, what I love about epigenetics, it's always been kind of like my, my scientific mind going, okay, so if only 5% of our DNA encodes protein sequencing, what does the other 95% do? And I even tried to do a paper back in college. Okay. So this was way back in the early seventies. I tried to do a paper like, why does an animal, when it's born, know exactly what to do and the mother's not teaching it? So this is encoded into the DNA. This is like a computer. And if you look at a computer chip and a DNA molecule, they look identical. And now they're finding that, you know, activating a gene is like ones and zeros. A methyl group goes on, I activates it, the methyl group comes off and deactivate it. So it's like an on off. So it operates just like a computer chip. And I've been thinking this for like 30 years, 25 to 30 years. And I think it was an idea before it's time and I didn't know how to articulate it, but, but now it's here. Now you can. <laughs> now it's here and now we can adjust it by first our behaviors and then we can change it energetically that's the beauty of 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 that kind of work so describe your process a little bit 
Yeah. So um, as I'm as I'm working with people and, and, and I begin to teach them about the different ways to take care of themselves and also to bring it into work and help their employees open it up to them. Um, I have three main things that I always teach. And, and that is, first of all, to be still, to take that quiet time each day. Um, because, you know, if we we need that quiet time, even if it's only five minutes to start with that and to really listen to your soul, because it's probably screaming at you. And, uh, and it's better to hear it when it's whispering <laughs> versus later when it's screaming. And then the second, right, and then the second thing is, uh, while we're being quiet, then here comes all the mind chatter. And so I really, I work with um, clients on, you know, the mind chatter and, and, and that we don't have to believe everything that we, we hear in our heads, which was new for me. Uh, for a while. So it was new for me to really, to realize that and go, I don't have to believe all that stuff and I can change it. So that was neat. And then of course to practice mindfulness and then um, mindfulness for me is, is teaching, teaching people mindfulness or meditation and bringing in all five senses. So be, it's being present and being present with whatever it is they're doing and, and how all of these things can just really, these three basic things can help anyone right here and right now just kind of slow down the stress level and get grounded and present and if they can do this you know start doing this every day these are the three main things that I did every day they're the first three chapters in my first book it's what I preach for for everybody it can just rewire our brain and really it doesn't make a lot of sense they're very simple but they're they're hard to get in hard to do sometimes but they're very important and, and there is a lot of scientific research that does show that it does rewire the brain it changes the neural pathways you can actually see the brain activity change when you get into that quiet mindful place as opposed as opposed to you know always being reactive instead of acting acting yes. on your your own volition i i call it i call it coming from the internal sense of self rather than the external circumstances right i love it and not being triggered so then we don't react and yeah that's mm -hmm. beautiful that's mm -hmm. beautiful mm -hmm. and, right what mm -hmm. and then one of my most favorite things that I do with clients is when I'm working with them is the light language and are you familiar with light language no, no I'd okay. love to hear about okay. it okay so so light language um, I think there's probably a few hundred people in the world who do it I'm just kind of kind of guessing um, and it's basically um, for for me I know that I'm channeling the higher realms the the angels and for me the angels are our God spirits um, voice they're 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 the voice and yes. can 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 speak and so I work really closely with the the 12 archangels and channeling and for a while um, when I started meditating and when I got sick and started meditating this um, channeling I, I would auto write and then these words started coming out and I didn't really know what they were, but then I realized that they, I had done it when I was a little girl. And I remembered um, as a little girl saying, just being, saying these words in bed at night when I was afraid. And then whatever, you know, you stop. Uh, I have no idea when I stopped, probably eight or nine. And then, um, and then finally I got quiet enough and my soul was able to wake up enough to come, to come back and do it again. And um, so basically what, um, what I can what I can do with it is is 
pretty much whatever they, whatever I feel like if I'm working with a client, I don't have to know what they're doing or what they're healing. I can just say the words over the people and um, what it does for them, it does for me because it just comes out of my mouth over, over, kind of over them. I see it doing that. Um, but it's, it's healing for, for them. And then what I'm um, in the process of doing right now is, is actually channeling light language for different purposes, for stress, for weight loss, for uh, whatever, clarity, finding your purpose. So I'm in the process of recording those right now and I'll have those um, for sale on my website eventually. But, um, and that has been just incredibly, an incredible high for me to be able to not just stand in front of somebody and be able to do have the slight language and see the chains breaking off of their auric field and tears in their auric, their energy field healed. And the things that it does is just, is just mind blowing. And um, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And energizing. So- so yes, yeah, so they the way that works scientifically. So you'll have some, some yes, which to hang you on that, me. <laughs> right? So when I do a healing and I record it, the carrier waves implanted into so engineers are very aware of this that there's a lot of noise that you can't hear, and the carrier waves will carry the healing energy into the recording. So when people listen back to it. And we know this from different kinds of experiments, like really bizarre quantum experiments that you think sound like science fiction, but they're real, right? So it gets recorded into the recording. And when people listen back, it's as if they were there when you did it in the first place, right? This is a quantum effect. And um, I, I first discovered this five years ago when I taught my first class and I was moving energy while I was talking to the class because I was moving and I said, I'll heal you and then I'll explain to you what I'm doing. So I'm moving energy and then I'm listening back, trying to get rid of all the and ums, right? You know, and um, and um, I'm, I'm a lot better with it now. I hardly say it, as you can tell. <laughs> but but what, what I was listening to and I'm going, oh, uh, oh, I can feel that energy down my back. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I was doing it during that time. Hmm. So you so felt I, it all again. Yeah, I felt it all again. So if somebody listens to one of my healing audios, it and they listen to it every single time, it'll keep doing the same healing. Yes, it's all encoded. That makes sense. It's all encoded mm-hmm. in there, and and what it does, it imprints all of that, and it it just is amazing what it does. Okay for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's not just it's not just the words, it's also your voice because you're doing it at a high frequency. Yes. Right? And there's also commands that are embedded in it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's it's the the frequency that comes through. So it operates actually on many levels. Mm-hmm. And I Lovely. put I have a woman who channels music. She doesn't never studied piano and she channels it. And uh, she t- retuned her piano to the healing frequencies. And so, um, nice. so I put that in the background too. And it just, they're, the audios are phenomenal. And people just like, they don't value it. But I, I got reaffirmation last week when a lady called. She says, I've been listening to your, to your 11, free 11 minute audio. And she says, it's the best I felt in 20 years. Yay. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's exactly what we, mm-hmm. uh, what, you know, that our efforts are paying mm-hmm. off. 
Yeah. Right? So I can't wait to hear more about those, your, your light language. Yes. They'll be out within a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. So yes. by the time this airs, yes. people will be able to go in and check yeah. them out. And there's a sample on the website now. Um, so they, they're welcome to get on there and, and check it out or yes, uh-huh. anytime. So, um, so we've already talked about the tips of, you know, slowing down and taking care. So what's the biggest lesson that you learned to do over again that you would pass on to someone else just starting out? Ooh, the biggest lesson Mm. to know that I could actually create my life. I thought it was set in stone and then I thought I messed it up. We never messed it up. We get to create it every single day. Yeah, and the, the other thing that I'd like to add to that is that every step that you took, it served its purpose to help create the beautiful life you have now, right? Yes, thank you. Yeah, nothing is a waste. I kept trying to tell myself that nothing is a waste. And then when there's a roadblock, I'm like, that was God's protection. When I had the flat tire this morning to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just have to make up something right <laughs> and what's your biggest challenge right now oh my biggest challenge um let's see is um is getting out there you know it's still hard for me to to be open about all of this and it's new it's scary and and so it's still still hard for me but I this is something that I I don't have a plan B. This is what I want to do so bad. It's it's like it's imprinted in my soul and and it's going to come out sooner or later and now's the time. So Yeah, and I mean it's basically flying your freak flag. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you I'm here. <laughs> right. Like I, I, I wanted to use a pseudonym because you know, I was this like hardcore scientist and somebody says, Oh, you can't do that. And I go, Well, well my colleagues will look at me like really you know and i would see them roll their eyes when they heard of a medium or if they heard somebody right they'd just roll their eyes and i'm going oh gosh how do i tell them i can do that too i know (laughs) i know right all of it we're in trouble (laughs) oh well (laughs) it is what you know and they can too that's what i love it's we're only that we're only the ones who shut us down and, and the light language I do, I can teach anybody to do it and open people up to it. A lot of my, my Reiki um, ladies underneath me pick it, you pick, they pick it up just being, being under me because I've been printing into them it mm-hmm. and then it opens, opens up their throat chakra and, and their energy field to be able to do it. And all of this, all of it, we can all do all of it. The question is, do we want to, and you know, Intuitive. Well, I don't know. The question is, why shouldn't, why wouldn't we want to? Yeah. Well, a lot of people are still afraid that, you know, the fear thing, but yeah, no, I'm all in, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah, but, but why wouldn't you want to? Why if, wouldn't? Yeah. Right. Because it's all a natural part of being in this experience. Right? Yeah. It's all a natural part of it. And um, we were all given this perfect energetic blueprint for perfect mm-hmm. health, right? And as we get older, a lot of times we start falling farther and farther afield from it. And it's more effort to bring it back in, in alignment. And when we get it into alignment, then you can, you know, I say you can live to, you know, 70, 80 and 90 years old in a vibrant, healthy, strong body, 
not be sick and not be tired, right? And not have achy bones and, and all of that. And, you know, I'm living it now. And I just went to the gym. I go to the gym at three days a week. And I went to the gym and I was doing 120 pound deadlifts and I'm working my way back up, right? So, you know, here I am little person lifting all this weight. And it's getting to be almost my body weight. I can almost lift my body weight just right off of the floor. And why shouldn't you be able to do that in your 60s or your 70s or your 80s? And you see these people and they're like phenomenons. But I think that that's the norm. We can do that. We really can. It is the norm. I agree. Yeah, I What's coming? Mm -hmm. I think we just so. have to believe it. We have to believe it in our, in our mind, <laughs> in our body and and not think it's normal. Like right. I think it's abnormal to take medication because I don't take any, right? So I think it's abnormal to take a lot of medication, but everybody else thinks it's normal. Like it's normal. Oh, and you're in your 40s. Oh, it's time to start taking your blood pressure medication. Oh, let's check cholesterol. Oh, let's take the cholesterol medication instead of going, okay, why is my blood pressure high? Five minutes of meditation and mindfulness will... Mm -hmm make that high blood pressure disappear. Take it out. That's right. Mm -hmm. It does. That's the fastest way to lower blood pressure. Love just it. meditate for five or 10 minutes. If you can't do it on your own, just listen to a you know, healing audio that yes. is a guided meditation. And it just takes you into that quiet place and lets it all go away. And then you take your blood pressure afterwards. It's like way lower. Yes. And I had to do that this morning with the flat tire. You know, I could just feel it building and building. I'm like, okay, what do I do? Like, <laughs> it's all going to be okay. So, right. Only so, a flat tire. So you, have a, you have a free gift on your website. Tell us a little about that. I do. I do. I give, um, well, actually, um, they get a light language meditation. It's, I think it's about 15 minutes. So I really encourage everyone to sign up for that. And um, I also have a ebook called Don't Limit You. And it's really about for, you know, for us leaders and for whether, I always say whether you're a leader at home or in the boardroom, it doesn't matter. For, for people who, if we limit ourselves, everyone around us can only go as high as we are. And so that's why um, my, mine's entitled Don't Limit You. And then I also give three really important chapters uh, that I talked about, the Be Still, the Mind Chatter, and the Mindfulness, uh, my intro, and then that uh, from my first book, More Than Enough. And uh, talk a little bit about my self-hatred and what I did to come out of that. And it was those three, three main pieces. So encourage everyone to, to get a hop on there and get those free gifts. Yeah. And more than enough, this is, this is like an epidemic problem where people think they're not enough. And it is. And I have sat across from homeless people and I've sat across from multi multi-millionaires who all say the same thing, that they don't think they are enough, that they have enough or that they're doing enough. And so many of us have felt that way. And the amount of money that we have in the bank does not matter. The kind of car we drive doesn't matter. And it all starts with, with how we feel inside. And, and, I, and I do think it's, a, it's an epidemic amongst everyone. And, it, it, and sometimes people hide it. That's what, you know, we numb ourselves. That's why we numb ourselves. And um, um, we get into some sort of addiction, whether it's a sex addiction, a sure. work addiction, you know, a drinking too much, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 
cannabis it's really popular now and all, all these people are checking out on some level eating too much some kind of way of checking out rather than being being here and being alive yes right. absolutely and and it and the root of it is that i that they don't think they're enough mm -hmm. and uh, that enough mm -hmm. message and and it and that's what i started with back in 2014 and uh, in the book that i wrote more than enough and was more than enough discover your limitless potential and live your bravest dream so and mm -hmm. i was healing while i was writing it it took me a year to write it um, because i would write a chapter and it was just gut wrenching <laughs> it was gut wrenching to get that chapter out and then i would practice it for a while and then i'd edit it and i'd practice what i what I wrote and then I'd edit. <laughs> so. Yeah, I get it entirely. That's that's the same thing that happened when I wrote my story, right? It's just like when I wrote my first essay about what life was like before and what it's like now, right? When I wrote yeah. that first essay, I just cried through the whole thing because it really is gut-wrenching to, mm -hmm. to write that down. Yes. And um, so I have your website as Alara J L A R A J A Y E dot com forward slash gift for the free gift and Lara J dot com just for your website to go on and see all the wonderful things that you're doing and you know and all your books I will have on the show notes so all these all of this information will be on the show notes so people can be sure and check everything you've got out. Great. Thank you, Anastasia. What a You're, so wonderful to talk to you. Oh, yeah. It was, it was awesome, awesome, awesome having you as a guest. So thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our inspiring guest, Laura J. And to connect with her again, go to laurajay.com. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to discover more about a new intimate in-depth program designed to help you thrive as a healer or coach while building out your practice. When you're ready to learn more, I invite you into a conversation right now. I have reserved time for you on my calendar at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. Help spread the word about this podcast, give it a thumbs up or five-star rating, and subscribe to my channel. This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Until next time.